Hello and welcome to For Whom the Buildings, a podcast all about pornography and occasionally see it by the bell. My name is Ian and joining me as always is Nicole. Hello. (laughs) Hello. And today Ruben cannot make it as as a result of his life of not watching See It by the Bell, he's not learned the moral lessons, so he's ended up being hungover, <laughs> eating unhealthy foods, and essentially just made himself sick. So joining us today instead is Stephanie. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Wonderful. So let's talk your See It by the Bell credentials. So... When did you start watching? So I may be even more qualified than the real host. No, I'm just kidding. No, you <laughs> might be. No, no, no. Um, is. So I am a little bit younger than you guys. And so, so I did not watch it like on the Saturday morning when it was on in real time. Um, but when it was on TBS on reruns. And so I, I guess I started watching maybe when I was like seven or eight years old. And I'm an obsessive person. So like if I start watching or I start listening to something, like I am super obsessed and it's like my favorite thing in the whole world for a long time. And so I basically only watched Saved by the Bell when I was a kid growing up until I was like 12 years old. <laughs> and I was madly in love with both Zach and Kelly um, <laughs> and would love to have them both in my life. And yeah, so I've seen the whole series multiple multiple times, um, including the, uh, the movies and the horrifically racially insensitive ones. I'm thinking about the one where Zach's a headdress. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, haven't, um, I haven't watched much recently. Um, I did when it was on Netflix for a short period of time, but then it went off of Netflix and I was pretty bummed out. Anyway, so do we want to start into this thing? Absolutely. Good, good. Hey, 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 what is going on here? Hey, 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 what is going on? So this is Hey, 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 What's Going On Here? Where we ask the question, Hey, 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 What is Going On Here? So Stephanie, as our guest, I'm going to ask you, Hey, 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 What is Going On Here? So in this episode, everybody is freaking out about Mr. Testaverde's midterm Ah! exam. What? Don't use that man's name. What if I call him Mr. Testes? Does that make it better? <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, you could also refer to him as the Micro Machine guy. Okay. Wait, the Micro Machine guy? What does that mean? Oh, God, I am older than you guys. So back in the 80s, there were these little tiny cars that they marketed. I don't know if they're still out there or not, but they're called Micro Machines. They were a choking okay. hazard. It's fine. <laughs> but, because this, because the guy who played Mr. Testaverde is the Guinness World Record holder, or was at the time, for the fastest speaker. Oh, my he gosh. He was the voice of the Micro Machines, and he did all of their commercials. Okay. So oh. in my head, he will always be the Micro Machines guy. So this isn't some rando actor. Like, they sought him out for this show. I'm assuming so. Okay. Anyway, let's get on with this. Or, uh, or judge me. Don't want this to be like last week. <laughs> oh, come on. So they, everybody's studying, and um, Zach and Screech are at Zach's house, and uh, Screech gets struck by lightning, and when he comes back from being struck by lightning, he can tell the future. And so he decides that he knows exactly what the questions on Mr. Testy's midterm <laughs> is going to be. 
<laughs> so Zach uses this as an opportunity to be an actual sexual predator. <laughs> and uh, touch and kiss Kelly against her will. But as it turns out, uh, Screech uh, has the questions wrong. And, um, and so everybody is going to fail because of it. So that is what is going on here. Man, you're so much better at that than I am. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. Stephanie, you passed the audition. Nicole, you're gone. Hell yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I show up every week. Isn't it Ruben we should vote off the island? Hey, I would show up. <laughs> Oh. That's because Ruben had to go to Comic-Con and eat con food and get sick. Not my problem. <laughs> anyway, the most interesting thing I found, I found from this is the general gambling thing and the fact it was never addressed how a bunch of kids gambling is fully acceptable. What do you mean? Like Slater and Zach and each other for weird shit? Yeah, well, it's gambling. And then there's the stage where Zach's on the phone Asking what time the track opens up. Oh, yes, the horse racing. Yeah, yeah I must have missed that. Yeah, it's like super random slipped in there where he's on his Zach phone and he's like, and the races start at what time on Saturday? All right, I'll be there. So when they're gambling, Zach wants Slater's Swiss Army knife. What the actual fuck? What 15, 16 year old wants a Swiss Army knife from their friend? <laughs> uh, because it was cool back in my time. I don't think that it was. <laughs> Hey, hey, I was alive then. Okay. Hey, I was alive, but I was a, I was a year old. <laughs> Have you actually met teenagers from these days? They all carry knives. Be very scared. <laughs> the other thing from the very beginning of the episode that I noticed, like the first shot, is I saw three mullets just walk by in the frame. <laughs> three separate mullets. To be fair, that's actually a low count for a save by the That's episode. probably true. And then there's the creepy twins who show up in every episode. Oh, God, yeah. No, they have a couple of lines, I think, later on. Aren't they, like, in love with Screech at some point, the Prob creepy twins? I think so. Okay. I think the lines will be, come play with us forever and ever. Yes. <laughs> come play with us, Danny. I have a lot of Stay by the Bell spreadsheets going on right now, and I do not have a mullet count one. That is something I need to go back and add. Oh, get on that right now. I mean, every season later in the first, like, three seasons, you're going to have to count. Well, didn't his mullet really carry through the entire thing? I feel like towards the end it got shorter to where it was almost not a mullet. But it was, it was still a little bit of a party in the back? Oh, just a little bit of okay. party. Just like two drinks kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely went by, went away by the college years, for certain. Well, and right. I, live, I live in mullet country, so oh, yeah. we still see them in the wild pretty regularly. Fun fact, I used to have a mullet. Stop it's it. More, no, you did not. <laughs> it's more that I got a mullet. More like We had this formal back in the day, and me and my friend decided instead of going formal, we would go as Miami Vice. So I got this mullet, and then <laughs> it took about a month to bother to get my hair cut. I, I can't say anything. I end up with an accidental mullet a lot because I have really short hair. So, anyway, back to the but, Where were we? At the uh, very fourth, beginning, and I have, one more, I have one more thing to say about this first initial shot, is Jesse is carrying, like, 30 books, and it's like a giant stack. And 
I, I need to understand what's going on here. Does she have textbooks that other students don't have? Is she doing extra research? What is actually happening in this? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk back to 1989 when you were a year old, Stephanie. We okay, this, I'm ready. We had this thing called libraries, <laughs> and you could go to them and check out actual books on subjects that you were studying. That is a very <laughs> big book allowance. Yeah. I don't know. I used to check out tons of research books, too. So For tests? Like, you know, not for papers? Just for, like, if there was stuff that I didn't understand, especially with history. Okay, fair enough. All right, I'm on board. One, one more thing, if we're going to just keep talking about the absurdity of it all. Anybody else concerned about Lisa's eating habits? <laughs> I'm, I was concerned, but also a little jealous that she is a very tiny woman. And that giant chocolate bar looks so delicious. Like, I literally went into my kitchen and got some chocolate after I watched her eat that in the locker room. Pretty sure I know which brand of chocolate bars those were and my best friend and I used to thoroughly enjoy the gigantic symphony bars. I'm going to point out, if that's what she does whenever she's stressed, she must not be stressed a lot. No, no, definitely not. She also has developed other unhealthy coping mechanisms. Right. Maybe that's why she's so mean to Screech. She just takes out all of her stress on him. Oh, that was not where I was going. Oh. <laughs> well, Lord Voorhees ended up like major into drugs. Uh -huh. Remember in the, the uh, introductory episode when we had discussion, Ian, and y'all were surprised that she had like had a mental breakdown oh yeah yeah it's not just screech that ruined his life and everyone <laughs> else's and showed his dick to everyone oh screech porn we can't go okay so i didn't i didn't listen to your intro episode did you guys um have you guys seen dustin diamond's little diamond i have not we have okay not. um I, I think the consensus was however there was much knowledge of places in the deep web where it existed all right all right. I have not, but I don't know. Maybe one day I'll drink a lot, Rave. <laughs> <laughs> and then we will have you on for the extra special afternoon special. I need the Dustin Diamond dick correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Excellent. I feel like you need a t-shirt for that. Oh, man. Okay, so um, I have in my closet right now a giant, like, two and a half feet tall. It's a crocheted penis. And it has a scarf and it has blue balls. And my friend made this for me for Christmas one year. And so I feel like I should pose in my Dustin Diamond dick t-shirt with my giant penis. Watching the right. horrible, horrible Screech does. Point. Yes. Yes. Oh, this devolved my, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what my favorite line of this entire episode was? I'm ready. You'll be calling me Master Slater. It's like, what? Master Slater. What? Master Slater. Do you mean... No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, this whole, like, slave thing is also really problematic. There is a little bit of homoerotic overtone. Oh my gosh, but the gay panic is crazy. Like, I thought that Friends was bad with the gay panic, but the gay panic in Saved by the Bell is just, it's, it's over the top. Well, I think in 1989, it didn't have a name or a place yet. Probably. Because we were still in the throes of, you know, HIV denial and, and all of that, really, until the early 90s. I suppose. I say we. Like, I was part of that community. I was eight, nine. Um, so when I was a kid, I thought that this lightning thing was totally real. Like, I thought that if I got struck by lightning, that I would be able to tell the future. <laughs> this whole thing adds a whole new element to Saved by the Bell. It's not got a supernatural element. Yes. Which has not existed before. Three episodes it's a supernatural show. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch Felicity? No. 
No. Okay, so that was a show where um, it was like a normal show about like kids in college. And then the last two episodes, it became a time travel show. I shit you not. (laughs) (laughs) The 90s were a crazy time. The 90s were weird AF. And also, so speaking of um, being old or young, as a kid, I remember thinking that the kids on Saved by the Bell were so old and they were so cool, and now they look like actual infants. <laughs> but they I, still look significantly older than high school, like freshmen, sophomores. Except yeah. Except for Screech. Except for Screech, because he legitimately yeah. was one. Oh my gosh, yeah. his voice was so high-pitched. He was 14 to the rest of their, like, 17. Oh. He was actually 12 whenever he started? Stop it. Yeah, so 12 yeah. was Good Morning, Miss Bliss. So, I'm sorry, non-canon, no one talks about it. He He's so young, but you can't stop thinking every time you see him, it's just like a quick Google search, I can see that child's dick. <laughs> I don't ever have that thought process. <laughs> child's dick. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is going to give us a little new set of warnings. Trigger warning for child dicks. Alternate podcast name, The Diamond Dicks. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, would you rather see Screech's dick or Belding's dick? This is a really bad this or that. Um, okay, so Belding then or Belding now? Belding then. To, to, to not be a pedo, I would say Belding then. Currently, I would pick neither. Have but you, you have to. But have you seen Belding recently? No, I'm about to Google him right now, though. He looks like he ate Mr. Belding and Mr. Testimony. Oh, oh, poor guy. <laughs> Oh, he seems he's, like a very sweet man, though. He's so wrinkly. <laughs> he's so wrinkly, he's Mr. Belding's scrote face now. Get <laughs> out. I'm just saying stuff. Oh, God, he has, like, this tiny wisp of hair at the top of his forehead, and then there's, like, nothing, and then there's the rest of his hair. <laughs> but, but he still looks like Belding. Like, if I saw him on the street in L.A., I'd probably recognize him. I would probably scream Mr. Belding and run at him awkwardly. So um, glad I googled him right now. <laughs> in his Reddit, I am a thing, right? Oh, I obviously pictured of you with young girls. How about that? And then he does this whole defensive sort of like suddenly it's just like I've never had anything. You, you guys were kids when you liked me. I just kind of keep it innocent. I don't do anything. It's like wow, wow, wow. That is way too defensive. He don't protest too much. Yeah, oh, poor like, lady. It, it came out of nowhere. It's like oh, anyway. So, back to the episode, what do we think of Mr. Testaverger? Testaverger? Testa something? Testes? Testaverde. What do we think Mr. of Mr. Testes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try that again. So, what do we think of um, Mr. He's Testes? kind of a tool. He's so not self-aware. Or maybe he is, and he's just a dick. He's a terrible teacher. If a teacher Awful. If a teacher was consistently feeling students, you would think he'd be fired by now. Oh, no, he probably had tenure. And quite frankly, like, even when I was in high school, teachers could pretty much do what they wanted as far as tests and just being an asshole. Because if you couldn't follow along, that's not their problem. That's your problem. But did any teacher ever cause you, cause smoke to come from your pencil? Because Mr. Testes did. Uh, Not smoke from my pencil, no, but it did cause me to smoke 
outside the school pretty regularly in ditch class. Got so, it. Or maybe that was just because I hated school. I don't know. So in the episode that I listened, you guys were talking about like your hangouts in high school. And uh, my hangout was actually pretty cool. It was um, this coffee shop in um, kind of like the, the center of town um, where I lived. And, but we, you know, didn't have a whole lot of money. And so we would go and like get a 99 cent tea and like sit there for seven hours. And I'm sure they hated us. Well, that's essentially what we would do at Denny's or IHOP, but it was the uh, unlimited refills of coffee and you could chain smoke back then. Yes. Okay. So what do you guys think of the lore of the Max? Like, there are so many questions about the Max. Is it owned by the school? It has to be right next to the school since they go there for their lunch. And can they use their lunch money there? Otherwise, how are these kids affording to eat at a diner all the time? Like, what is with the Max? Like, is it owned by Max? Uh, or is Max just a guy who works at the Max who happens to be called Max? Like, if you were to go if you were to, go, if you were to, go to McDonald's, I mean, a guy called Simon McDonald's, it doesn't mean he owns <laughs> I feel like at a McDonald's near you, you're probably significantly more likely to meet a Simon McDonald's than he would. But, but the thing is, he spends the entire day waiting tables on kids. That does not sound like owner material. And he has to do magic on the side. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't have to do magic. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he only seemed to do magic for the same group of kids as well which is a bit creepy that he's lurking around a certain group. Like, well, that's because that's because their group of friends is the only kids in the school. Like, they're the creepy twins and, like, a couple of hot girls. But that's it. Like, these kids are the only kids in the whole school. They run the whole thing. No, there were the two nerds who were bossing Lisa around and also were coming down the stairs in this episode arguing. Yes, that's true. The ones who eventually work for the school store and want to sell pocket protectors. Boy, howdy, you are an encyclopedia of knowledge. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> spoiler, people. Spoiler. <laughs> you are actually too knowledgeable for this podcast. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, and also they are the nerds in the, uh, when they do Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. You are the empty ribbon. That is who you are. I'm so happy that I could, I could deliver. <laughs> You have just blown the bell curve on everything you'll ever do. Yes. So basically, so, so then what was the moral of this episode? I mean, other than don't cheat because... Uh, but it's not even don't cheat. It's don't use your friend's supernatural powers to cheat. Which I would never have <laughs> position to do. Yeah, that never came up for me. Yeah, no, I could cut people's hair, color people's hair, but I could not tell the future. Like Zach in the end wins out with the tricking slitter thing with the pizza. That is true. Okay, this okay, this brings up something else. The whole anchovies is like a trope from like the 90s where if you said like I'm going to put anchovies on my pizza, like it's like a mean thing that you can do to someone. And this happened in multiple shows and I remember it happening in Friends when Rachel and Ross are breaking up and Rachel orders pizza and Ross goes no anchovies and she goes extra anchovies just sliced up into the sauce. Um, and so have you guys ever eaten anchovies? Because I've never eaten them. Yes, they are salty disgusting little fish. Okay. There's oh, a reason yeah. that this is a trope. 
See, I, I'm Italian, and like if you get antipasto at like a good Italian restaurant, usually it'll come with some sardines too. Mm. And my uncle used to try to convince me to eat them. I did it once. My mother, on the other hand, she loves sardines. She loves pickled herring. All of that disgustingness Ugh. that should never exist in the real world. But they are they are gross and do not belong on pizza. Also, who calls Zach on his phone? Like when the phone rings and that's how he gets caught. I'm gonna assume it's his bookie. People are in free fall, straight into a cheese ball. I get a message, please call my bookie buddy, he's all. What the hell is up with you up on Hulu? Thought we were laying low after that hooker snafu. I said, hey, listen, you just misunderstood. I gotta get in on this web sh while the getting's good. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes, that makes sense now. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's where I was going. It was probably just his bookie. And you for got it. Bags, that does make sense. I guess because I just don't understand how... Then one teenager has a cellular phone, a brick phone. Like, who's home during the day to call him? I mean, if it's not his bookie. I suppose people could call him from the pay phone in the school because those existed then. It seems to me like it's the sort of thing a kid would only have if they were the dealer. Is there sort of a side of Zach we don't see? So are we suggesting like alternative universe kind of, this goes back to what I said about, you know, once we're done with all of this, we probably should do a conspiracy theory show well, like he was really just a dealer through the whole thing well, I, I, no see if, i think that he this whole thing was happening in his head well that was i because that's i think what the going conspiracy is oh it is i didn't i've never read any saved by the bell conspiracies maybe i should they said we should have like when the show finally ends we can have a conspiracy theory show and see if we come to a quorum or not yeah. so, somebody's typing mad um i'm typing saved by the bell conspiracy theories <laughs> Saved by the Bell, Illuminati, Satan Worship, Sex Magic. This is going to be a good episode, so um, how do you feel about Screech's use of his powers? It seems that, actually, why was this episode not called Screech's Powers, first of all? Because his name is Screech Powers. That really annoyed me. But how do we... <laughs> that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but how do we feel about his use of his powers? You would think if, if you had, you know, clairvoyance, you would do something like warn people about 9-11, but instead, it's about a test. <laughs> Screech, was, Screech was too innocent through this part of it. I mean, yes, he's a garbage human, and I will say that every week. <laughs> but I think his character was so naive because he was so young yeah. that he would never think to do anything like that. He, he probably did get the vision and then just thought, no, 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 that doesn't make sense. Because, you know, jet fuel can melt steel beams. You know, he's that naive. He's just like, nah, no. Nah. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, no. <laughs> but see, I think that Screech usually had good intentions. Um, it was usually Zach that was a shitty human and convinced Screech to, to do things that were morally ambiguous. <laughs> because he was a folly... Screech was a follower. He was not a leader. Absolutely. But then again, he was aware Zach was using them, and he just went along with it. Because he wanted Zach to like him. But then again, he was up on Zach's roof, fixing his scepter. Ham radio. Thing. Ham radio, yeah. I yeah. He did. Later on, he had other friends. Later on, he had other friends, like the, the nerds and Violet, Tori, and Tori Spelling. Spelling. Oh, when you get there, I really need you to do a deep dive on where the fuck Jesse and Kelly went when Tori was around. Where did they go? 
we'll make a note and bring you back to discuss this. I have no, I, it's, it's only a question. I have no answers. Anyway, I think that is adequately covered. So time to move on. Oh, um, no better time than the present. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Or maybe it's not. So this is It's All Right, where we give our final thoughts and opinions of the episode. So what do we think? Well, this one did not have a as clear a message as the last one did. This just feels more like misguided entertainment. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like, it just seemed to go nowhere. They worried about the test, nothing really happened, and then test happened, and then nothing changed. Zach was still Zach at the end of it. Like, there was no... But that's every episode. <laughs> well, la- no, I don't know. Last week, he kind of, like, he did the right thing at the end, sort of. Like, more so than this one, for sure. Okay. All right. That's fair. One thing I didn't point out earlier, which I did find very interesting, was Jesse going, what's that funny squiggle next to my name? If she doesn't know what a B is, then she really should not <laughs> be passing any exams at that stage. <laughs> But we do have to remember she dabbled in illicit drugs for a while, like caffeine pills. Mm-hmm. Right, so but that was later. She might still be high now. We don't know. We don't know her bad decisions. Yeah. She's so excited. And so, so scared. <laughs> Feels you that about this one. <laughs> um, so this is not one of my favorite episodes. When I think of like, you know, my top 10 favorite uh, episodes. This is definitely not one that's even a contender. But, you know, it was still enjoyable. I like Testy's uh, plumbing shtick. That was pretty funny. Like, I actually laughed out loud at him with the plunger. He looked like one of the Mario brothers. Yes. You know, he's dressed like Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know Mario well, that is the evil Luigi. Essentially where I was in this episode it was enjoyable. It was a really big turn from the first two, adding the whole supernatural element. It was enjoyable. It wasn't great. It was very formulaic. Mm-hmm. Formulaic is uh, a great word for it. Yes, I agree. You knew from the beginning sort of what was going to happen, but I would enjoy it. Well, I would watch it. And as a kid, I would have probably chatted to my friends about it if I had friends. But, you know, uh, <laughs> you're an adult now. You can pretend you had tons of friends. Who's going to say anything otherwise? My Facebook proves that I have loads of friends. So, Nicole, you haven't really gone to it, all right. So, that's all right. So, okay. So, my opinions on the episode I think that this one probably has less of a message than the last one, probably more than the first one. Maybe if we're going to just keep gauging based on past episodes, um, it's problematic in some ways today that probably weren't as problematic back then like the gambling and the oh there's always racism and misogyny so i don't know i just it it was enjoyable i agree with you ian that like sitting back and watching it without a filter of i'm gonna go discuss the merits of this episode later um i watched it four times to make sure at least once i could do that (laughs) i i actually listened to it this morning while i was in the shower (laughs) Yeah, no joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
So I thought maybe if I don't actually watch it and I will glean more from it listening and I actually kind of did because I wasn't paying attention to the awful fashion and the high-waisted pleated jeans. Oh God, Mario Lopez and his nasty, oh God, I'm thinking of these one particular pair of jeans that are like the acid wash, but uh-huh. they also have like ruffles on them. Yeah, like he wears some terrible pants. Oh my God, they are offensive to clothing in general. <laughs> so moral of the story, if you feel like you're not getting anything out of these, just w- listen to them, don't watch them. That's, that's Nicole's advice for the week, the more you know star over my head NBC afternoon special but what it boils down to is it's enjoyable I know that back then back in 1989 I enjoyed this series very very much I probably learned more than I thought I did out of it especially as a almost preteen when this aired originally but again I have to say and this is something we talked about in the first episode why does no one use a door true wait what None of them use the doors in their house, in their friend's house. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one has ever climbed in my window. And I thought that this was like a thing that was going to happen to me when uh-huh. I was no, a teenager. Totally right. Yeah. And, but it never happened. And I'm very sad. Well, I once, I once had a guy climb into my window. I was really excited. Then I had a sore bum hole. Um, <laughs> that's a different I, story. And again, I feel like this took a very dark turn very quickly. <laughs> Anyway, what do we feel about moving on? I feel very, very good about moving on, Ian. <laughs> How many buildings will we give this episode? How many buildings will we give it? Will we give it? So I'm going to give this episode of Saved by the Bell two and a half buildings. And um, when I think about, you know, other episodes that are coming down the line, um, that I would give a higher rating. Um, I think I need to hold back and give this one a two and a half buildings. You have thought a lot about the building system. Mm. Oh, yes, I have. I'm impressed. I thought a little bit of building system this week, actually. And one thing I thought is, is a building good? Because this is a very <laughs> ambiguous thing. We're <laughs> We'll present, uh, we'll present buildings are good until they're proven not in a court of law. Something like that. And he's never been indicted. Yeah. So it's totally cool. They he were just, just buds. He just wanted to move from Indiana to California. It was his own choice. With all of his students. No, only two of them. Mm. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, three. Three. Because it was... Uh, it was uh, Lisa, Zach, and Screech. That's enough for it to be creepy, for certain. But then, but <laughs> so two is cool, three is not. <laughs> but, but then again, it sounds like a sort of ambiguous case where, you know, he was forced out and then people were like, Do you know I support Belvin so much, I'm going to move with him. You keep believing that, Ian. I keep believing that. And... <laughs> Don't stop believing. <laughs> You're welcome for that soundbite. All right, so... (laughs) Freaking composure. So Stephanie gives it two and a half buildings out of five. I'm going to try to be less... um, Bitchy? No, there's no way I'm going to be less bitchy. That doesn't happen. But critical, the word I was looking for is critical. I will be less critical. I'm going to kind of look at this from somebody who hasn't watched the show in 20 years and is coming back to watching it 
with fresher eyes, not just older, more jaded eyes. So I'm going to give this one, for entertainment purposes, I'm going to give this one a three. Moral message, probably one and a half. But just overall, I think entertainment value, it gets a three. It's not good. It's not bad. How about you, Ian? I would give this one a three as well. It's, yeah, it's not good, not bad. I would say it's on par with the last one. It's very different. But, yeah, three. So that's how it means it's all we've got time for. And as always in this podcast, you don't leave without homework. And this week's homework is called Fatal Distraction. So what do we think? Um, I'm hoping this is not as racy as its pun intended uh, movie counterpart. I'm hoping it is. <laughs> you would. Bam, wow. It sounds like Zach is about to be a sexual predator, per use. Yeah, um, I may have accidentally previewed the episode, and it starts out pretty bad. Oh, no. <laughs> if nobody dies, it does not live up to his title. Yeah, nope. As far as I am aware, no one dies. But we don't know the backstory, because you know that Dustin Diamond exaggerated everything in his autobiography. Maybe someone's mullet dies. <laughs> can only hope. Just up in flames. The death of the party. <laughs> business all the time the moths cut off and suddenly you just put a tie on and that's you for life <laughs> and now i'm a science teacher <laughs> enjoy so the gold you want to take it away <laughs> all right so if you want to get in touch with us you can tweet at us at whom the bell dings on twitter you can find us at facebook.com backslash whom the bell dings Sometimes we have fun quizzes. Sometimes we have some uh, polls. I don't know. Write to me. We might have some interesting conversation. If you want to, and we would greatly appreciate it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And as always, I'm Nicole. You can find me at PubHipstered at, on the Twitter. I'm Ian, and you can join me at BatmanBill on the Twitter. Yes. Yes, you can. And Stephanie, where can our friends find you? Um, I don't use Twitter, um, but I am Will Run for Wine 528 on Instagram. And you can find lots of pictures of my really cute dog and lots of pictures of Dashboard Confessional. And totally worth a follow. She, she does put up some good pictures of that dog. He's so cute. <laughs> he really is. And also, one thing I want to actually add is people, if you want to give a five star review, do. If you don't, then if you don't feel comfortable with it, Please don't give a less review. Instead, why don't you just message us on Facebook, email us at forhimthebeldings at gmail.com, and give us back your honest feedback, and hopefully we can improve for you. Because I'm very insecure, and I need to know where I am wrong. <laughs> Unless it's direct criticism against me, then don't do it. Uh, you know, but if it's an issue with the or ribbon, you know, come on, bring, bring, the, bring the things. I, I, I'm on enough medication that your criticism shouldn't get to me anymore. But yeah, your five-star reviews are appreciated and we appreciate all your feedback. So let us know. And please share us with your friends because we really are needy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have any friends and yeah, it'd be nice to, you know. Pretend. We have plenty of friends, Ian. Uh, we have Kelly and Slater and Zach and a few other people. And 
screech, but he, he, he only said, he, you know, if we weren't his friends, he would stab us, you know. <laughs> he will shank you. So, Stephanie, do you want to dismiss us, and then we will... Yeah, so, I thanks, guys, for um, having me. Um, I love talking about Saved by the Bell, and I will come back anytime Ruben is hungover. So, um, that is, that's it. Uh, class dismissed. Here, what are the two dirtiest animals on the farmyard? Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, Again, took a real dark turn, real. <laughs>